You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. And I'm Cliff Barnes. And someone's not here because Michael slipped him a Mickey. Because he cannot ruin my thunder tonight. Mickey Mouse? Because yeah. what are we talking about? I'm so the Poobah's favorite subject, DC movies. <laughs> Justice League. Pretty sure he's purposely not here because he didn't want to talk about justice yeah he says he's sick but i don't know if i buy it i just didn't want to admit how awesome it was i think he survived he survived the toxic fire (laughs) by wearing a a doctor's mask all day he did the the fire but he can't survive a little (laughs) yeah the fire that burnt in parkersburg west virginia for a week full of chemicals i don't know how i feel that i'm so happy that he's sick today because that way he can't (laughs) Pee in my Wheaties as we talk about Justice League. I'll have to take up the slack as the non-DC fan in the room. Just remember, Jordan, you're my friend. Yeah, so it's very fresh in your mind because you just saw it today, correct? Yes, hours ago. Hours ago. Actually, I'm supposed to go see it Sunday with friends and family. Actually, I think all family, no friends. So did you go see it? (laughs) (laughs) So is Seth going Sunday? <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> yeah, Seth has not even seen the movie, so that's two strikes against him. He's mm. sick and he hasn't seen it, but he still could have complained about it. But so for once, we can brag that we've seen something he hasn't seen. Well, I was I was scared because all this week I've been seeing like all these people post it. Like I've seen the majority of people hate it. Mm-hmm. Online, and I've seen a few select people say they like it, and I've like I've stopped after reading one or two lines because I didn't want anything spoiled. Right, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, if you got spoiled. On no, it. but I I was like I knew we were going to go see it Sunday, and I was like I was really scared because the outrage that I was seeing on Facebook had me going, "Oh my God, is this the Fantastic Four remake that totally was ridiculously horrible?" Mm-hmm. So did you see it today by yourself? I did. And actually it was a pretty decent crowd in the theater. I was mad though for one particular reason. Where did you see it? Here in town in Marietta? I saw it at the Odyssey 7. Yeah. And do they not understand a movie of this magnitude has got to be in the biggest theater that they have? No. Uh, No. Usually if it's playing in the big one, it's the 3D version. It was freaking Coco. Or whatever that. Well, well, that's I mean, this is yeah, the no, second. Yeah, this is the second weekend. You, yeah. you missed the opening weekend. It I don't care. Coco is gonna. I don't take care. It to the bank this week. So, Cliff, let's talk a lot about Coco. Have you so, seen it yet? Let's talk about Coco. I will tell you, my my son who is in Minnesota like messaged my wife telling us how much he loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's getting outstanding reviews right now. Um, just right out the gate. Of course, my. Social media feed is so Disney heavy. It was like it came out Wednesday, and I was immediately like, "Best Pixar movie ever!" 
you're going to cry through the whole thing. I was like, okay, here we go. I don't know anything. I don't even know if I've seen a trailer for this. Oh, yeah. It does look excellent. So So are you going to cover this on the Mickey Bars podcast? Do you have plans? Uh, I'd love to. Where can people find that? Uh, on your Podbean app. But yeah, I, I can't promise it because we haven't put an episode out in a while, but, um, we're definitely going to go see it. With that fancy new microphone gear you've got. <laughs> You're going to just let that, that slide. Not only does he have like a trifold for his microphone, he now has a windscreen. Yeah, I'm stepping it up. Uh, so, so you shouldn't hear any pop, pop, pops from right. Cliff Barnes over there today. Yeah, so people that are listening hey. to this, please comment on the Facebook page and tell us how smooth and silky Cliff sounds. Don't hate the player, hate the game, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am, I'm really excited about, uh, Coco coming out, which was another reason why I went Tuesday to go see Justice League. Had a day off work. Um, no kids were still in school, so I was yeah, able to dude. slip off myself. So there's no chance Justice League stays number one at the box office because Coco, a family Pixar movie, yeah, is going to destroy can. it this Now, weekend. I will say this, we, like, I know Jordan and I both saw it Tuesday, okay. and I read early Wednesday, um, because Justice League had opened to a not-so-stellar weekend. Like, it didn't do yeah. nearly but as well as they thought. I saw it Sunday. So I did oh, see you saw it. I saw it on the okay. weekend, yeah. Well, Tuesday, but apparently figured, there was a major jump. Like, uh, they made a... Like, I, well, because I figured that it, they put it out the week before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think a lot of people are going to go see it that weekend. They'll go see it the following week because most people will be are, off around. Are out and in the malls yeah. and, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, there isn't any... It used to be, you know, summer times when the big blockbusters, but... There's so many of these movies now, you have to spread them out. And I'm sure the week before Thanksgiving isn't known as a huge blockbuster weekend, but you've got to put stuff there because that's the only place there's room for it. And it's, it's funny, like reading, like I went to, cause I, I'm, I'm scared. DC's my, my verse, man. So I was going to like box office mojo or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And I was looking at the numbers that they were comparing. Did you do that for any other movie? No. I don't. Only this if is, Superman's is, in it. This is real. <laughs> so I was comparing, and they had all these like lists comparing them to other movies and the days. Yeah. And I feel like it's unjust, unjust, but it's right along there, like with the other ones. There's not. It's nothing crazy number wise, like on when you compare them to the other movies and well, the six day total. And I think the problem like was that Warner Brothers spent. That, I know that, it was a big budget yeah. movie. Period. But then you, you pretty much have to double that in what they spent advertising. Right. Which, you know, everybody's still burnt over Batman versus Superman, even though we had Wonder Woman. Which was beautiful. Right. And it was great and had great reviews and so much positivity focused on that film. Everybody's still like, well, Batman versus Superman. So it, it first, it had a stigma about it. And, I wasn't real sure if I was even going to go see it myself. Yeah. And then my son had went, I think, the second night after it opened here in town. And he came back, and he, he loved it. He, he was all about it, so it's great. So I thought, well, I'll go, you know, Tuesday here in a few days and, and go, you know, get the Tuesday deal they have locally yeah. here. So, so, so you, you saw it at Odyssey? No. I actually... Um, I went over to Parkersburg, West Virginia, and uh, to the newly remodeled 
Theater, oh. which was the first time I'd been there since it'd been remodeled. You got the recliner down. With the recliner seats, and you pick your, you know, you can choose your seat, which was great, you know, going into it. Now, I showed up, I, I got there, I went to a noon screening, so I went to the matinee, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. Probably nobody else going to be in that theater. I get there, and there's a huge line in front of me. I'm like, oh, crap. So I finally get up there, and... I get up to, you know, has a little screen in front of you, pick, pick your seat, you know, it's like blue or gold or yellow or whatever it is. These are sold, these aren't, and it suggests for you a seat. And she goes, is this seat okay or do you want to pick another one? I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's kind of center-ish, middle of the theater. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Nobody's, there's no other colors lit, lit up around me. It's like, yeah, sure, it's fine. I'm going to need a wide berth, man. <laughs> So I go in, find my seat, no problem. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, we've got our new stadium theater, or stadium seating with the recliner chairs. I'm spread out. I've got, they give me a free popcorn. Ooh. And, uh, I've got my big, my big old drink, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Get my seat. And immediately, everyone that comes into that theater follows right behind me. <laughs> and I've got people sitting not even in the same row, but in the chairs on each side of me. Like, not a, not even a space in between. And the, everyone in the theater was seated in, in my row and the row in front of me. The rest of the theater is completely <laughs> empty. <laughs> so there's like... Uh, the assigned seating giveth and the assigned yes, seating sir. taketh away. And I'm like, now wait a minute. Everybody that, after I purchased my ticket, must have they must have all... Just you said, know, yeah. Yeah. Took whatever, which it immediately assigned them the seats right on top of me. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is great, but the most awkward experience ever. <laughs> like, can nobody just get up and walk to a different seat? Oh, no. It's assigned seats. Right. It's like school. So everybody's afraid to move, and I'm yeah. just like, whatever. I guess I have new friends. <laughs> I, I say, hey, uh, you listen to podcasts? <laughs> so, Start throwing magnets around. Yeah. Yeah. But... um I know you said it was your first time. Yeah, it's funny that this the uncoordinated. This is both yeah. our first trips down there. I had a gift certificate to the Regal at the mall, which I always just go here in Marietta. I've had this thing since like last Christmas. So like, <laughs> I have to spin this thing. So my youngest nephew had a basketball game that afternoon, and they played at noon and one, and then there were some mayoral duties Jared had to take care of the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Uh, like of running, course. running the concession stand and uh, doing the game clock, as you know, as every, any every, mayor would. Every elected <laughs> official has to do. So I was going to take the kids up to my mom's house. Like we got a whole afternoon to kill. I was like, why don't we just go see Justice League? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I bundled the nephews into the car, drove to the mall. So his game was from one to two. Showing was at three. I'm like, that's plenty of time to get to Parkersburg, sure. get a bite to eat, get to the movie. Well, the best game they played all year went to overtime. <laughs> they lost by a point. He had to go change clothes, forgot his glasses at home, had to stop at his house, pick up his glasses. So we got to the mall at 10 till 3, showtime wow. at 3. Yeah. So like, we're just, so did you just go through drive through and like throw the food at them? No, I was like, I was like, are, now, are you guys hungry? He's like, oh, I didn't even eat breakfast. I was like, <laughs> okay, you, we gotta eat, I guess. So ran through the, uh, pizza joint. Pizza crazy. Yeah. Three slices. 
It's like, do you want pepperoni? Whatever's on the tray, just give it to me. <laughs> so we wolfed down the pizza. And do you want drinks? We'll share one. <laughs> <laughs> so we got in there. It was about five after three, I think, by the time we got in there. And there was only one person ahead of me in line. Yeah. But it was a 95-year-old woman with a baggie full of change. Oh, no. Counting out for her ticket. <laughs> and trying to navigate the touchscreen right. seat picking process. And I'm like, I'm just kind of so vibrating. Channer, your inner Danny ran, or did you go Hulk? No, I just think there's going to be 50 trailers. I'm I'm okay. We're not in a rush. I totally would have reached over and just <laughs> pushed one of those. Like, you're sitting right up front. It. You're right up front, man. You're right next to Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be best friends by the time this thing's over. So I get up there and just like, are these seats okay? I'm like, I don't even know who I'm looking at. Like the lights yeah. are flashing. I'm confused anyway. So I'm like, yeah, three are fine. <laughs> Can we get the old lady to yeah. come back and help me? <laughs> so we get three row, three seats right clear in the very back row. And we get up there and, yeah, it's about five after three. The trailers mm-hmm. are already going. So it's now, pitch is this black. Is a normal size theater? Or are they all, like, since it the seems, redo, is it all the I same I was in size? theater number one, which in that, yeah. yeah, that one is their largest theater. Okay. So it was, we get up there, we go clear to the back. I had to get my phone out to check the numbers on the seats. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here they are. And I'm reaching in the back to, like, fold the seat down. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a beautiful plush seat that doesn't fold down. So, like, I kind of sink down into the chair. It's like, wow, this is really nice. And I see my nephew's legs reclining. I'm like, he's putting his seat up. I was like, this is wonderful. So we got all nice and comfy. There were 25 minutes of trailer, so yeah. I did not need to be in a hurry whatsoever. Which I do notice, like, I remember when Odyssey, like, first took over a local theater. Like, they had an ungodly amount of trailers before, like 35, 40 mm-hmm. minutes of trailers alone. And it seems like they've really they've cut down cut on down. that. But it's only like maybe 10, 15 minutes of trailers, yeah. which I'm fine I, with. You know, when you're running that many trailers, I'm sure if you cut them down to just a few minutes, you, you can, can probably, probably almost get an extra showing yeah. in every day. So, Any more antidotes? <laughs> antidotes. <laughs> <laughs> Or the poison you just drank. I had a really nice experience. Um, you know, the local theaters just a few years ago, both of them in, in Marietta and in Parkersburg were rather run down. They've both been remodeled. The seating's been improved in both. Now, Seth is convinced the color is off at the mall, but I didn't seem to notice. I didn't have that problem. Well, he's... Now wearing glasses, so he could just be slowly going blind like I am. <laughs> so, alright, who wants to dig on into it? So if you guys haven't figured it out by now, we're gonna review Justice League. And Spoilers and spoil all. And spoil and spoil. Because if you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not gonna see it in the theater. The world remains in mourning after the death of Superman. Violence, acts of war, and terrorism are all on the rise. I had a dream. It was the end of the world. I think it's something more. Something darker. People who don't know to risk their lives. Strong man is strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. 
We are not enough. World needs Superman. I made him a promise. This is why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. I'm mad. As a bat signal, that's your... Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. It's so cool. Okay. So. I, I'll i be the most negative of the group. That's fine. And I still liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed yeah. it. Okay. I Just too. as an overall feeling, yeah. that's where I'm at. First of all, Jordan Lowe, how much... Did I hate Batman versus Superman? I think there's two episodes where we just basically just complained about Batman and Superman. Do you remember and how you took it very personally? Like, do you remember me leaving the theater yeah. and be like, I was totally pissed. Yes, I was angry. I've never been angry over a movie before. This is how much I love this movie. I went out and bought a copy of Batman vs. Superman today. That is how well, much I love Justice That really just League. means you're bad with your money. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily <laughs> imply quality of film. Just you're, impulse control. Yeah, right. Well, Christy, You bought it to compare them? No, Christy hasn't seen... Like, I think this movie, Justice League, makes this a better movie. So you're trying to convince Christy that it's a good movie by showing her what you consider a bad movie. No, she hasn't seen this movie yet. So I th- like I think that Justice League makes Batman versus Superman a better movie. Hmm. I'm not oh, sure just looking that. at the pictures on this DVD case, it's all coming back to me. Like yeah. Ben Affleck, yeah, mouth agape, going, "Huh, what's going on up there?" <laughs> I th- like. I think this movie stealthily tried to influence your memory of that movie. Probably by say, <laughs> by say by treating Superman correctly this time. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It made you think, yeah, that's what they were going for. When that you know, Batman vs Superman was not doing that. Where this movie, Superman was that hope the world is missing. There is none of that in that movie. Yeah. So I I, I posted this on Facebook today, and I'm sorry, I'm going to talk all over you guys, <laughs> but. It did. There's two. There's two moments in that movie that I, I it brought me to tears. I was so pleasantly surprised and shocked and just. Yeah. So this is definitely what this film did. If nothing else, is it gave a more accurate portrayal of Superman, at least since we've seen since Christopher Reeve. And my one of my f- most favorite things is they took his costume and they turned the saturation. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly brighter. Um, it still looks to be the same costume. I mean, we Slight, don't get that bright yellow. Yeah. It, well, it was weird. There's two different scenes where at one scene it looked very yellow, mm-hmm. and then there was another scene where it looked more silverish. 
Mm. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but overall it does seem, maybe it's just the, you know, maybe it was just the DP that lit it differently, um, and, and being in a different landscape. But yeah, certainly so, overall, I noticed Wonder Woman's costume seemed brighter also. Hers um, looked a little, like I thought hers looked a little bit more worn, like battled. Mm-hmm. Like there was a couple scenes where it looked like. Which would make sense. Yeah. Um, no, my nephews had not seen Wonder Woman or Batman vs. Superman, and we're driving down there, and I thought, what do they even need to know? And I right. said, uh, at the end of that one, they think Superman's dead, but he's probably not really. And that's all I, that's the that's, only that prep I gave yeah. them. And that's really all, I mean, you could pretty much go into this one fresh. Blind, yeah. yeah. Like, did they like it? Yeah, they did. And I think, I, that's why I always ask you guys, when we talk about these movies, I always ask you when you saw it, was the theater crowded? Because I think those things influence how right. much you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So for Cliff to be in an awkward kumbaya situation, yeah. like that could have made you like the movie a little less. Right. Me listening to my nephews laugh and like that last end credit scene, they both went, <gasps> and I was just it like, it made me like the movie more. Just being in a more full theater. I usually go late at night when it's empty. So I don't know. There, there is some kind of, playoff so hearing them enjoy it made me enjoy it a little more or be maybe be a little less cynical i don't know okay so let's start with the costumes did anyone not like the any of the outfits or costumes yeah i'm still not on board with that flash get up it was really and it it stood out like a sore thumb compared to everyone else because everyone else i was like okay i can totally get on with everything you're doing except for that flash mess. Was it trying to be a more, like, homemade version? Yeah. Where he built it himself and right. pieced it together? But I don't get that I feel like from there was... Without explaining it yeah. to you, yes. Because was... I remember early on and, granted, because we've heard about a lot of Zack Snyder scenes were cut from it and they've they've done a lot of chop shopping with the movie to make it their version of what they thought would make a great movie. Because I remember early on they were saying that he made his first costume and then Bruce gives him a better costume. Mm-hmm. Like he, he made it from mm-hmm. the same material that they used, um, in the, uh, uh, Space Shuttle. Space Shuttle, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, there's a scene immediately with our introduction to Barry. Um, Bruce says, is looking at the costume and, and rattles off all the material mm-hmm. like they use in the space station. And it's like, okay. Yeah, so if this kind of janky so, costume was just kind of draft one, like the Spider-Man movies, yeah. he, he shows up in a you know sweatsuit or whatever, and then it gets better later on. So I was kind of hoping what they did with Cyborg, where by yes. the end of the movie, yeah. Flash would be in some cool-looking yes. duds. Now, did everyone catch, like, I immediately caught that when they were talking about Cyborg, because at first when I saw his actual costume... I was like, all right, this isn't the final version of him. Like, yeah, from something so, he says early on. So, right out the bat, my favorite two things about this movie are, number one, Wonder Woman. Number two was Cyborg. Which was the character I thought, this is going to look really bad. It's all CGI. It's going to be Green Lantern all over the place. I didn't think Green Lantern. I thought Transformers. Okay. Oh, the way his sure. body was all like different... Yeah. Angles. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like Megatron or something. Yeah, it was very... Because, yeah, like, it, they always say, like, when you're drawing and stuff, like, the villains are always very, like, sharp edges mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of his outfit. 
and superheroes are always more smooth lines. Yes. But again, he, he couldn't control his body. It made sense right. for the character. Yeah. And by the end, we have a shiny right. comic book looking one. So yes. I was well okay with all that. Me too. And I definitely love that when we first see him for a while, he's in the sweats. And it immediately took me back to the Super Friends like Challenge yeah. or Galactic Guardians Super Friends yeah. where he's running around in the sweats over his suit. Like that was a perfect Easter egg. He doesn't. You, you, I figured you were hoping for the pantsless version. Like, <laughs> oh, we're going to call back to 75 episodes ago. You love the heroes with their pants. Yes. Ah, no pants Easton over here loving it. <laughs> so those were my favorite things out of this movie, as far as the characters, the Man. design. Um, Cyborg does have a lot of moving parts. This is a very early um, version of Cyborg. He isn't established as a hero, or he hasn't, you know... All we all we've seen is how he, what happens, the accident, what happens to him. We get an explanation, um, how the mother box, you know, worked with him, and this movie really is a, you know, almost a story of of him, you know, joining the Justice League, and and it was a slight coming, origin story for him. Right, 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 yeah. So, other than that, super or Superman was fine. Um, I felt like it was Superman. Yeah. Batman was, to me, a little too lightened up. I don't want Nolan, but I don't want... Um, Batman Brave and Vold version. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Or, you know, or George Clooney. Um, so I thought they went maybe just a little bit too too light on him. See, where I actually like the Batman portrayal because it – what the problem is is they're doing Batman in reverse. They really from, are. Where Batman, like, just because the way they did Batman versus Superman, he was so hard-edged and so dark. And from Superman passing away, he's decided that he needs to be lighter. Right, and this is basically Bruce Wayne forming the team. Yeah. Where, to me – it makes a lot more sense in the opposite fashion where Bruce is the one that never wants to join the team. Right. He's always a part-timer and doesn't want to play with others. Right. Makes a lot more sense to me. Um, and, and that's where I felt like I'll it was too... Point. Yeah, yeah, it was too... You know, Bruce is the leader and get, we're all kumbaya. This might be skipping around a little bit, but did you buy that Bruce was the one... Determined to bring Superman back, or would he be the calculating one saying, "Let's not do that"? Did you buy that it was his? I argument? was okay with that part. I was the way that I took it as was he saw what they were up against, and right. this only happened after he died, and what he was seeing coming. Because I feel like maybe in the. Snyder version that there was much more dread looming and they just kind of fast forward through so, like some of it like this movie because it's I think it's slightly under two hours yeah it was right around I right feel like they kind of hit fast forward a little bit and let yeah. you yourself fill in the gaps and because of what they were up against he's like let's just start it you know let's do it yeah to me it was it, it was almost okay with it um be just simply being such a big threat on the other side, and if he's the one recognizing the threat more than any of the other characters. Yeah. But to me, it's like if there's a point five percent chance that 
he's going to wake up and be doomsday and yeah. kill us all. I, you know, does Batman take that chance? He's always so right, calculated. Certain yeah. And, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he had. There was a contingency plan there of some sort. I, I, yeah, I'm sure. Knowing he had a, the character, another. Yeah. How they sh- went that way. I'm sure he had a lead, bo- lead box in his back pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and, and that's why, you know, and that's, that was our, you know, bringing in Lois Lane to be the, you know, all Superman doesn't know who he is and, and he called, you know, bring in the big gun. So there is a plan there of some sort where he's, you know, so just. Oh, go ahead. No. I just, I'm so excited. <laughs> he gets one. He gets one oh, good yep. movie, and yep. he, he won't stop grinning about it. Listen, the, I know. I'm gonna, I'll just go for it. So when we start out on the island of Sarah Mascara, yeah, Tiara Mascara. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that one. We saw like a meme going around on Facebook about Zack Snyder's Amazons versus Wonder Woman movie Amazons, right. and they were talking about how they were dressed. I never saw those Amazons. Did you guys? Did they? Did they oh, well, I saw those yeah. Amazons. Well, all the Amazons I saw were like fully in like the Wonder Woman type armor. There was a lot of there were few, action like, happening, standing in the background holding spears yeah. and stuff. There was a little bit of midriff and yeah, stuff okay. like that, but but I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't feel it was highly noticeable. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was focused on. Like, I I felt if they were in there, they were the lesser class Amazons yeah. mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it was nobody taking up big screen time. It was no main character. But I think I saw people arguing that online for several days, which if you didn't catch it, you know, the, the Wonder Woman Amazons were basically covered neck to knees. Yeah. Which and was a, ones... a, a, a movie directed by a woman. Right. So in this new one, they had a picture of some of the Amazons showing a lot of midriff, shorter skirts. So it was, oh, look, here's here's a man designing a costume versus a woman. And this is a legitimate argument. It's We we had this, I mean, we got woke. We talked for (laughs) half an hour about how feminist we are and how much we loved Wonder Woman and what it meant. And so when you're done listening to this episode, right. go back. Oh yeah, listen to and check out our review of Wonder Woman. The wokeness. Um, <laughs> See, that's but, why I was okay about reviewing this without Seth because I wasn't able to be part of the Wonder Woman review. <laughs> <laughs> but so the these Amazons everyone was up in arms about weren't the focus of anything, and it wasn't any big deal. But I have to say, the first time Wonder Woman shows up on screen. And you get that rousing score going behind uh-huh. it, and it's a yeah moment. You are looking up her skirt. Yep, I noticed it too. And we, that's what we talked about, how Wonder Woman, for two and a half hours, did not have any of that. There the, was no angle like that. There was The male gaze. Suggestive. Of, and it wasn't sexual at all, and it right. wasn't dirty. It wasn't, it wasn't provocative even. Yep. But it just, there were several shots angled. Where you get a nice shot of her backside, yep. or she's kind of leaning towards you, and it's, it wasn't, if you're not looking for it, maybe you don't even notice it, but having so. just watched Wonder Woman yeah. recently, mm-hmm. and then seeing this, there, there, it was shot differently. Yep, totally. When they were talking about the story of Steppenwolf the first time around when he came back and fought with the old gods. That was cool. (laughs) That was probably my favorite shot of the entire movie. Because that was so DC Comics universe just all over it. I mean, like, that that got me excited right there, that scene. So our villain is Steppenwolf, which if you're a DC... No one is excited about it. Yeah. 
you know, he's like they made him Dark Side Light is what they did. Yeah. Well, in the comics, he is Dark Side's uncle, and he usually is you know the general that comes in with the invasion force, which is looks nothing like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was a yeah, not a great visual villain. I, I I didn't I didn't think he looked really cool. He reminded me a lot of Ares from Wonder Woman. Yeah, he like in the, his yeah. final showdown. So <coughs> he's come to unite the three mother boxes left on Earth, which will bring the coming of Darkseid. Basically, yeah. but so there's this comic his, perspective. None of that's re- like. I've never heard about mother boxes combining no, together. Neither. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's What's really it's, weird is mother boxes have never been a cube until the rebirth like before that it was always like this actually like the size of your well it looked like about like your your phone but bigger so it was but like it was all the, the 60s and 70s like all the new gods have their own mother box yeah. like their own cell phone kind of thing yeah. that they could communicate and travel and, and yeah. like it only talks to them it pings them and right. like like um scott has his own mother box and they did create like Scott Free. Uh, Scott Free. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Sorry. Not, not like yeah. our buddy Scott. Yeah, our right. buddy Scott. <laughs> uh, and his wife, Big Barda, she has her own mother box. But they did create a father box at yes. some point. Yes, there was a father box um, um, throughout but I, th- I think this might go back to Grant Morrison when he was doing something with Superman a while back. Where they I mean, like I just this. I know they want to do Dark Side and they want to do all this stuff, but I was a little bit like... Why are you bringing in that weird mythology? Like, yeah, the, even the word "mother box" is kind of weird, unless you're steeped in DC mythology. Right. So, and, and the way he's Steppenwolf talks to it, it was just kind of I don't know. It they never really explain. They don't explain its powers. Right. Basically, it's like these MacGuffins when yes. they can destroy the world. Like the, it wasn't important. It could have been they the were. MacGuffin box. Yeah. So. But the shot we're talking about is basically, um, it's a history lesson of Steppenwolf had thousands of years ago come to Earth to, um, to Create transform it apocalypse. into ap- apocalypse. Which, which they is, never, they never say apocalypse, right? No. I don't yeah, think they, they, there was one mention, I did think. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but there's this amazing shot of all the Amazons, the Atlanteans, and men plus the old gods, as they say. Um, I wish they would have threw in like King Arthur or something when they were talking about the men. Like I felt like that was when they were when they were burying it. There's a guy in a crown. That's right. what I was so, like immediately yeah. thinking. I was like, is this King Arthur? Arthur. But and and this is our first introduction in, into this world of the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Which, we got to see a Green Lantern. Yeah, we see an alien Green Lantern being. Now, was there just one, or was there two? I think there were there was more than one. Okay, in the in the whole thing, but we kind of focus in on one that's you know that Steppenwolf takes out, and we see the ring take off, you know, to go to the next person. But um, now, what I thought was interesting was that they had a guy that was like Zeus because they said gods mm-hmm. of old, mm-hmm. and I was like, that is not Zeus. That is the wizard Shazam. Yeah. Is that okay? Because yeah. when that I see that lightning going, my first thought is Shazam. Like, yeah. well, it's not Shazam. I never thought of the wizard. Yeah, yeah it's the wizard Shazam because he was around that time. So that's why I was hoping for a few more Easter eggs yeah. like that. But. Yeah. So this. Wonderful shot. Wonderful sequence. I love the history lesson. It really 
DC needs to do more of that. Um, and it's a cool way to bring in Aquaman. Yes. Because why would he be involved in this at all? But when you have two of these ancient races, like you can go back thousands of years, you know, the ties these characters have to that, that that's a clever way to do it. And just, like, they never explained why Atlantis, like, went to the sea or anything. They said it just went, like... And and they mentioned that um, the Amazons can't leave the island, which I didn't understand. Was it because they and, have uh, to guard the box? That's the only kind of thing I yeah, could come up with. Yeah, they well, just... they, like, in the mythology of, in the DC Universe, was, like, they left the land, the land of man behind. Like, they... Right. Like, I... I always thought it was like you once you leave the island you can never return is the problem. And that's why Wonder Woman has never returned to the island. No, she was banished for stealing the armor in the comics. No, I mean in the movies. Like, oh, okay. Like in the um like Yeah, I guess she doesn't ever really she, so far in the movies. Yeah. The, of today, she she has because went she, back. she left it, mm-hmm. and therefore she like, and that's why because the Amazons forsaken the land of man, and they'll never leave their island, and because if they do, they can never come back. So either way, we get a little history lesson with both tribes, um, and and you know where they are today. And I so. thought the Queen Hippolyta or Hip, come on, help me out, guys. Don't let me botch this. Hippolyta. 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 Uh, Whatever. Um, He only only reads them, folks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But Mother of Wonder Woman, and her armor was all golden, so it reminded me, like, was that an Easter egg to George Perez when he did the Wonder Woman in all the golden Mm. armor? Like, it seriously looked a lot like Uh, that to me. I don't know. I think it was just a choice. And also when Steppenwolf, like, looked at her, and he was, I think he was talking to all the Amazons, but he looked at her and said, you know, I'll make you love me, or something to that yeah. effect. Like, that also, to me, is another reference to the Super Friends of Darkseid always, like, trying to go after woman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman to make her his wife. Or maybe that's what it was. He said something, I don't know, something to that effect. I, I don't, don't remember that. I don't remember those episodes. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, an episode the, where he kid, kidnaps Wonder Woman and he's like. <laughs> this was in the in the last iteration yeah. of the Super Friends show on Saturday mornings. I want to be all over the place this evening. <laughs> but. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Steppenwolf takes out the Amazons, which, you know. They didn't make them look like lightweights. They still fought, you know, with their primitive weapons, and they were still, you know, formidable. They were trying to get that yeah. thing out of there, and almost did. I thought that was great watching them, like, pass the mother box to each other yeah. and that whole action scene. I thought that was one of the best scenes, and, actually. And it does build a little cred for him, the fact that he can, you know, just comes to get these. He does it. He gets all three of them together um, in, in one way or another. Um, the only problem I had were the boom tubes. They didn't boom. <laughs> there wasn't there was enough no mention, boom. <laughs> there was no mention of them being called boom tubes. Yeah. They were just, uh, it was like a light shine down, he appeared. And they were like and bluish instead of yellowish. Yeah. yeah. It, and so, they're going up and down instead of like a gateway. And I know this yeah. is all just fanboy DC <laughs> yeah. picking stuff it apart. Is. Where's the boom? Come on. <laughs> but I wanted that boom. I want the beastie boys. The boom. <laughs> so... So yeah, that was that was a really good scene, and then 
we go from that to was it Wonder Woman or was it Batman? I'm trying to think now, even though I just watched mm-hmm. it a couple hours ago. But anyway, that. poor Mama Kent loses her house, gets foreclosed mm-hmm. on. Um, Lois is in the dump. She hasn't gotten over. Which, like, to me, felt like right out of Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore? <laughs> Why? Because Grandma loses her house. <laughs> okay, that's an odd reference. That's just what popped in my head. I was like, yeah. this is weird, but okay. <laughs> <sighs> My fingers hurt. <laughs> well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. So, but like this movie did, it seemed like this movie took place right after the death of Su- Superman. Is that correct in thinking that way? Yeah, or there's slightly some, after. What? Yeah, what kind of timeline are we looking at? What kind of gap? Not a big gap because we still see the damage on buildings in Metropolis. We still see the park that busted up statue yeah. nobody's fixed it or removed it or done anything like that so i wouldn't say there's a huge gap but there's obviously some yeah. gap there so whatever period of time has been everyone has decided they love superman now mm-hmm. and that he's a wonderful person and the hope of the world Isn't that the way it always that goes we've yeah. lost, so. <laughs> it's like I, you guys are gonna love me after i die i'm telling yeah, you the now. movie the movie did not earn that in any way shape or form but it needed it yeah it needed it needed Superman, to, his law, like that's what, we the, need end, that correction. the end of Batman Superman should have been a tragedy, but it's like, oh, that guy who destroyed a city is dead now, like, yeah. whew, we're lucky, <laughs> so, you know, like you said, it course corrects, it makes that a better movie, if you, if you remember that ending as, oh, a hero has fallen, rather than this mean alien, damn alien. isn't a problem anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that... He got killed dealing with that th- other threat we didn't know existed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, in, it it sort of retconned yeah. how people felt about Superman into how they should have felt about Superman. So, did you guys catch the Easter egg of when Barry went to go see his dad who was signing him in? No. Did you guys notice who uh, that was? I saw it later, so I can't say I caught it. But. I caught it. It's the original Jimmy Olsen from the Superman movies. Oh. Yeah, he's old now. <laughs> uh, huh. Yep. So, old Jimmy. Not sexy Jimmy Olsen. No. This is the old Jimmy <laughs> This Olsen. is the original Jimmy Olsen from Superman okay. 1 through 4. Yeah. So, that's the only... And then we get a uh, Billy Crudup. Yeah. yeah, that was a, weird. The only thing I could think of was that Wayne's World, where they stopped for gas. Like, I know this is a bit part, but couldn't we get a better actor? It's like, how do you get <laughs> Billy Crudup to do, like, four seconds in the scene? You know, he must be cast for Flash, the Flash movie as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Which also, the opening credits of Justice League, and again, I know it's because, it, I mean, it's done by Zack Snyder, but did that not feel, like, very similar to the opening credits of Watchmen? Like, where it's playing slow, and, like, the violence, and it's, like, where the, the, um... I don't remember how the themes, the theme went. Well, it wasn't the theme, it was just, like, they were showing in slow-mo, like, the events leading up to, and it had a lot of violence in it, and, like, that was very similar to the opening of Justice League, where it was, like... The um, Muslim shop owners being like attacked by the white skin heads. And, oh, like, the, okay. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I remembered the, Watchmen, but I couldn't remember how that how the movie yeah. started. But yeah, but again, that's like oh, because Superman's gone, people are racist now. Like, no, <laughs> you can't tell me any of the movies you've made. We can make that leap. But right. reading comics for thirty years, I can make that leap. But you you didn't earn that leap. But. 
So we've got our heroes, we have our villains. Now, I was not on board with the Flash. Actually, I was a, I was complete. Here, here's my problem is because I love the Justice League and I love all these characters, but from a comic book creator, I understood why the character like I I've had this massive hatred for Aquaman this whole time, and I was completely okay with him because I understood wow. hmm. the dynamics of why each character had to act the way they acted. Yeah, okay, and for the movie to work, I was okay with Aquaman, but. I don't know. You know, the actor bugged me, the choice, and when they cast him, and it just, I felt he didn't give me any reason to feel any differently. I think that his character was for the millennials. It was for today's generation. was like, okay, this is your guy. He's very OCD. He's got all these, like, social kind of dysfunctions. Did he... Seem at all, maybe on the spectrum. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, like he's. I want to be gingerly yeah. bring that up, but he seemed because they they've done that before with Flash or different speedsters who they have ADD. You know, you have to yeah, watch fifteen sure. screens. That like that's you know part of having super speed. But this one, they seemed there was more of a a slightly autistic take on it, or or someone who can't quite connect. Emotionally, mm-hmm. now whether that's because of his powers or he was just born that way, and, they haven't delved into it. But. And if you think about it, like this generation that has grown up with social media as their main contact with everything, like I could see where they would be more socially awkward in public versus on a screen or you know online. Um, so his his kind of team up with Cyborg. Did we like how they? they uh, yeah, I actually like that together. scene when they're. You mean when they're digging up Superman? Well, that and one? then like they he wouldn't fist bump him or you know, yeah. They, they like kind of built to, up. He's like, oh, not there yeah. yet. Okay, like <laughs> yeah, they built up the buddy comedy a bit on those two because Cyborg has always been portrayed more as like. Well, I mean, in the comics, this this last version, I guess that's more true to this version, but. I've always thought of Cyborg as a more happy-go-lucky guy, mm-hmm. and this one, he's much more, he's the brooding member of the team, of very stoic, and and Barry's being the young upstart that like, wants to, like, hey, this is cool, let's do it. So the booyah we got. Yeah. Oh, was so that a good, how that, good, how good a moment was, was his? <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, I wish I wish there would have been a little bit more energy behind it, but it was all right. <laughs> I was happy. So with that's it. rooted in which Teen version? Titans. That, like that's all. I think that's yeah. the cartoon. Okay. That's the I don't, cartoon. Yeah. The not the Teen Titans Go, but the version right. before it. That's yeah. where Bullya came from. Yeah, that was definitely yeah totally worth it. Um, and I and, and and I could you know fully see them the next time if we see Cyborg again. It you know him becoming more. You know, fun as you know because this is a very early. He doesn't really understand what he is. He doesn't understand what all is happening, and he's learning to deal with all of this. He doesn't, you know, join the team all willy nilly. It's very kind of reluctant. Of you know, what else do I have to do here? I, I thought of all these characters, he would get the shortest straw. I did too. And you wouldn't get much, he would just be the hacker guy mm-hmm. without much personality and, you know, that the origin. Way you move the plot Yeah, along. the two minute origin they showed in Batman vs Superman of 
you know, the mother box sucking mm-hmm. into his chest or whatever. It was like, I figured that's all we would get. But I, I don't know. I walked away liking Cyborg more. I did too. And I like Cyborg. But I mean, it really, I felt because, you know, for us that he's always been a Titan and, you know, kind of a, a, a B lister on a, you know, the upper echelon of DC heroes. Um, and, and we always kind of felt like when they moved him to Justice League, like it was, like they did something wrong, like they were force feeding him. And, well, this is today, you know, a hero for today and, yeah. and, and all that. And then, but I felt it totally worked for this movie. Yeah, and he definitely had a, a story arc and some growth from right. the beginning to the end. He's a different character than when we first meet him, and that's always good. And he was never portrayed like an Iron Man ripoff, because I'm sure a lot of <laughs> not people all. think yeah. that. Yeah, not at all. And a very formidable power set when he can go get into the Bat computer and and you know <laughs> right. do all that all that stuff. Yeah, when when he's hacking into all Batman's crap and taking it over and making better use out of it than Batman did. Yeah, there was a clear purpose and a clear power set and a usefulness of him. Although when Wonder Woman <laughs> revealed she knew he was there, I was like, yeah, you showed me his boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can we all agree this is the best portrayal of Alfred, like the actor portraying um, him? I don't know. Alfred I love is... this version of Alfred. It's it was to me it was so secondary in this. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is pretty hard to top. <laughs> Who? <laughs> he did the voice of the animated. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, as far as the story went, I mean, were you? There were obvious problems. Um, Actually, I think this problem this maybe had less problems than Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, throw it down. (laughs) I'll drop the hammer right now. Wow. I I hate reviewing a movie saying, well, what I would do is this. What they should have done. Like, you get what you get. You can't say that. But I think the movie, we say it was just a MacGuffin. The villain didn't have a lot of personality. But what it did do, it added like a ticking clock. He's collecting these things, and we only have so much time, and we got to get it done. Now, you have to have scenes. It can't just be all action. But, like, you know, the the shows we watch, like CW shows do it all the time, where yeah. there's a villain on the loose. Come here. Let's talk about our relationship. <laughs> like, you stop for five minutes, and you're not in a hurry anymore. So that the middle chunk of this movie did a lot of that. Yeah. Where it was character stuff. Like, after the threat had been established, then there's arguments and character, and well, let's go over here and do that. Like, where things you felt like... Hurry, you gotta get to the yeah, thing. Right. Save the world. Like, so I, I thought it, w- it would have made more sense to me if it started with resurrecting Superman. If you, if you start the movie and like it's been a year, he's gone, the world's going to crap. I think we have this way to bring him back. And then you activate the mother box. Which would like alert somebody on Apocalypse. Like, oh, they got a mother box. That would give them a reason to come back. And then you already have Superman there. So when the attacks start, you don't have to stop in the middle, go but, do a Turkish bath and, you know, <laughs> But they did say that the mother box alerted him because the Kryptonian was gone. Yeah, that's so, right. That's yeah, right. There, there's a mention there of no Kryptonians, no lanterns, yeah. that type of thing. It's all free and clear. 
to come take over now because the last time we lost. But it just that seemed to really slow things down where knowing that villain is out there, then they have to also fight Superman. Right. Like if that scene starts the movie yeah. and he flies and, away. And that does make sense because just now thinking about it, we've had however many thousands of years where there was no Kryptonians on Earth, there mm-hmm. was no Lairns on Earth, so I mean, why now? Yeah. So, yeah, it's easily, I, I can easily pick it apart. Um, but just going can, in and watching, can. I'm going in as a, okay, I've got a couple hours, I'm gonna watch this movie, I'm not gonna do anything else. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is a lot of fun, it's a lot of entertainment, and it's a lot better than Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Which that movie had problems too with the pacing. Yes. And, well, it's, there's like a half hour of nothing happening, and then a big fight, and like, yeah. so, yeah, I, I, it, these superhero movies are hard, and the more yeah. characters you introduce, the harder it gets. Right. And there, and there wasn't as much, you know, like, single camera shakiness that Man of Steel drove me up the wall. <laughs> um, it's like, am I watching a movie or am I on a roller coaster? I can't tell the difference. When, every time I watch that. So, yeah, well, certainly, I felt it was better than that. It's, you know, it's Suicide Squad's a different animal altogether. It's, but it, to me, it's still far from Wonder Woman. Um, if you really want to compare them, Wonder Woman is the bar, you know. Well, I was going to end DC. with that. I was going to end with a comparison. Yeah. But. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now the one thing I really did enjoy, even, and, and this, you know, this movie did have two directors. Um, and I felt like you could tell a little bit in certain parts. They didn't quite, I don't know, it like shifted a little bit. Uh, but the score was great. Yes, they brought some of our favorites back. Yes. So, not only do we get our, our Wonder Woman theme that were, you know, was new, was in the last movie, which I highly enjoyed. I know it got some criticism, but I really, you know, it's like, oh, she's got a theme, it rocks. Um... They brought back the original John Williams Superman piece. Yes. There was some of that in there. And, but my favorite was the theme to, the Batman theme from, um, Dark, or, um, the Michael Keaton Batman. So it was in there a little bit. So the music I was very happy with. I'm just like, it just popped in my head the end, like towards the end when Wonder Woman's out and like she's out in the public now fighting crime. And there was a woman there with this red dress and, like, goes around and she's, like, putting artifact artifact back. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that was Linda Carter or it was an Easter egg, like, showing, like, because I remember, like, there's something to do. I don't remember, but I'm just wondering if that I, – I, I'm going to pay attention, attention to on Sunday yeah, to Sunday. see if that was because she puts oh. her sunglasses on or something. I looked at two or three different yeah. – all the Easter eggs you missed in Justice okay. League and that was not – Oh, no, them, so so. That doesn't mean it, you know, yeah. maybe nobody caught it. But. So our hero saved the day. What I actually liked about the movie, one thing I did like about it was there wasn't these long drawn out scenes of them fighting parademons. Like to me that was pretty short and quick. That was like to the point, like let's move it along. And there was They're no. slicing through these guys. Yeah. Did we get enough of an explanation of what those even were? I think they kind of like. G-rated that part. Like, they kind of said what they were, but they didn't want to go too far in I, depth. I heard uh, somebody who's not a real comic fan was like, well, I don't even, the wing thing, I don't even, they didn't quite get 
what because they, they showed one scene in the um, the retro tale. They're mm-hmm. they're showing like some one of the persons like they're fighting like turning into one of them. Mm-hmm. Just a little snippet, yeah. and they say something about it, but they really don't go into too much detail because. They're they're killing them, so they don't want to say that they're humans turned into these. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they but kind they of also just kind of they or they say they're attracted to fear, but they don't say, "Oh, they'll swarm you and devour you <laughs> if you're if you're afraid." <laughs> I, of I know. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Which at the very beginning, like you guys have talked about that uh, bullet theory, or there's like that story structure of. If it's said up front, it'll come back later. Right. And they did that right there with the whole fear thing. Yeah. Which well, was, they also did it with the 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 Russian family or whatever they wherever yeah. they were. I thought, like, and it was so obvious. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there like, who, who could this be? Is it going to be somebody? Yeah. Is this somebody? Are we watching somebody's origin? Yeah. Um, so I thought it had something to do with Superman, but yeah, these are just the people we're gonna. Yeah, I save. thought for sure we were getting yeah, another yeah. member of the Justice League. But one thing know. I thought was funny: two two little things. Like, so in the beginning, did Batman let, let that criminal leave? Yes, <laughs> he just takes off. <laughs> He's <laughs> old Batman. He's all right. <laughs> and two, when they're on the um, island, or no, when they're mm-hmm. uh, when he goes to find Aquaman and they're wherever they are, yeah. He's just talking open willy nilly about him being Bruce Wayne and Batman, and like, yeah. I'm like, they're not speaking a foreign language around them, so no, the people were, were they? Yeah, okay. they, they spoke right. a, a different language. Okay, yeah. well, if any of the ladies listening, we haven't quite dove into the Aquaman. We need to talk a little bit about Aquaman. Yeah, and I'm not real sure where that was that he goes to find him. It's cold, but I felt like they were speaking like Portuguese. I thought, I thought it was, it was like Alaska Scandinavia or, or somewhere. Okay. That's yeah. my okay. take. I don't know. So you, the whole Hawkman thing, you're okay with it? I'm totally okay. I know it's Hawkman, but the way that played out, it completely made sense. I'm behind it. It worked. I don't like the actor, but I was completely okay with that. Jason Momoa? What was yeah, your, Jason what was Momoa. your take? Um, the part in Atlantis, I didn't quite understand. Okay, he has his trident. But he's not. Re- I mean, is he the king of Atlantis at this point? He we, doesn't act. It's that not was, mentioned. We see Mira, who's cl- clearly yeah. the queen of Atlantis. They don't. Seem I thought to he have... had to borrow the trident. Yeah, like he said, okay. I need something from you. So that's oh, okay. it's I'm like he. Trident. It's almost like he knew about them, but didn't know like all the things going on. Yeah the the sense I got was that he's not spending a lot of time in Atlantis. And he had to kind of go back tail between his legs, where he yeah. has he has some duty he's been shirking. But again, this is all between the lines. We didn't right, get a whole right. lot of that. There's no explanation. And Mira has been front and center in a lot of this, you know, online stuff. I mm-hmm. see cosplayers constantly, and she's in the movie for four yeah. seconds, maybe. Which I thought she did a great job at. Yeah, yeah. Although what I thought was funny was. They don't need air, but like they could talk underwater. Like that was weird. I saw yeah, somebody, but... some producer, somebody said. Or the director of Aquaman said they're going yeah, to fix that in yeah. the Aquaman movie. Um, I, f- I almost felt like that was a stupid executive saying, They're underwater! They can't talk! I think this was a Zack Snyder. I think he had filmed stuff for that sequence or had a story there. Whedon had changed. Or went and didn't follow through mm-hmm. on it. Or cut it out or whatever. Because um, I'm already seeing stuff online... About a Zack Snyder cut. 
Yeah, I could see. I like you signed the petition. This no. is almost like <laughs> going back to the Donner cut of Superman. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I felt like there was more to be told, or more that was told that got that hit the floor on the cutting room. So, yeah, I thought Aquaman. I didn't dislike him because I thought I was really going to hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. For all the reasons we've talked about for a long time, that it's not really his personality. And he doesn't have to be boring Super Friends joke Aquaman, although right. the constant talking to fishes thing kept coming Do up. Do you talk like, to fish? Oh, but, uh, like, he is, Aquaman's the king of the seven seas. Like, yeah. he can be a powerful, imposing sure. character. I don't even mind the tattoos, the look, whatever. I don't care if the sea rises. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just his kind of, I, I would see him more as a, you know, the heavy is the head that wears the crown, like that sort of thing. He's not a wild man, right? Surfing exactly. down buildings, like yeah. you said, that's Hawkman, and that's so. But again, I didn't. It didn't really take me out of it because I, I didn't like the costume either. Because but, when it comes to Aquaman, for me, I do like that classic version of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Fifty Two Aquaman, I I thought was great. I don't care for the hook hand nineties yeah. long hair beard yeah. Aquaman, which I thought that's what we're getting. So, yeah, the costume was just real busy looking. It, it reminded me of like nineties, very... like Zubaz pants or whatever <laughs> that like with a bunch of little triangle patterns all over the place. Like I don't know, it just didn't look. It didn't flatter a, a very handsome man. It did not flatter. Yeah. It did not flatter him. I felt like they tried to smash too many different versions together to unify the look, and it's. I'm glad that they didn't brighten those colors up. Those mm-hmm. were fine being dog yeah. because it took away from all the moving parts of that outfit. Although that probably was my favorite bit in the movie, is him sitting on the lasso. Yeah, that was great. That worked for me. Yeah, yeah. and that gives and, you a little more. That he isn't just the bravado. There's there's more underneath. There's more to the character. So we couldn't expect all these characters to have great depth and story yeah. arcs and things. And so. the jo- like to me, the jokes actually worked in this movie versus in Batman versus Superman, where it felt like they were a bit more forced. I didn't they feel like they more had natural. any jokes in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, they tried. Uh, I don't know. I just love this movie. I can't wait to see it again. There's it pl- it. It played it fast and quick, and it hit all the right beats. And yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Fast and loose is how kind of how they played it. But if you're just willing to, you know, just kind of sit there and take your mind out of it, and just go, you I just, just want to watch a fun your brain off. Yeah, just want to watch a fun so, movie. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I think part of the problem is we are we do it ourselves. We are conditioned Marvel versus DC. Yeah. Which is better. It's a Mar- I like yeah. Marvel better than DC. This is a different kind of movie. It's... Whereas Marvel took three movies to give you Thor's whole backstory. Iron Man's origin story. Captain America. And we have all their backstory and the depth of their psyches. And then you mash them together. Right. Where this one started by mashing them all together. So when we get to Aquaman, then we'll get to that more of the depths and things. This movie to me was, you're right. This movie was more, it's 1973, it's Saturday morning, I don't know anything about Superman, Batman, I'm a little kid, and I'm going to watch Super Friends for the first time. Because, for me, in those reruns, when I was a kid, that's how I got introduced to the whole universe, was through Super Friends. And, at that point, all I knew was, they're Super Friends, they're on the team, 
I mean, they're all buddies and we don't have a, there's not a huge gigantic backstory history to all of these characters. Meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice. <laughs> so who, alright, they're building the Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. With room for more. That's right. What do we think? Who's who's uh, who's on deck to join? Well, obviously Shazam. Well, Shazam. Yeah. Because we know he has a movie coming. Yeah. I'm not hearing good things about the Flash movie coming along. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Hmm. Man, I'll just wait and see. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still riding high. Like I don't care if they ever make another movie. Like I'm good. <laughs> Any movie ever? Well, it's. I'm just like, you don't understand how happy I am. I finally got my Superman. Like, just that opening shot of the kids asking him questions and him talking about the S. And you were just all a flutter. I can, I can imagine it now. I would, like, someone should have been there recording my facial expressions throughout this movie. Like, you talk about smiles and grinning and just tears. Like, it's like, oh, thank you. So what were the two moments? You said two moments moved you. Oh, it was when his mom came running up to, after Superman was back and him or her getting out of the truck and running up to him and hugging him. Yeah. Like, that was the first spot that brought me to tears. I had I had that thought, like, did anyone explain this to Martha? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, how do we tell her about this? That was... That was my first moment, and then the second moment was towards the end of I can't I can't remember what the second moment was, but I think it was I'm not sure I'll have to go back and watch it. But there was a second moment where I was oh you'll like, cry a third time the second yeah, third oh, you'll have more to talk you know. about and come on how can you not love a movie where they give you a scene of them doing a race. Like, The Flash and Superman, like, every well, kid <laughs> that was younger, like, that right there, that was perfect. Even, but before, right before we got that, I, the ending is showing our heroes because they've been hiding. Yeah. We're finally, we're coming to the public, we're, we're talking, we're dealing with people, we're not just in the shadows and when something, all hell breaks loose, we're going to show up. Yeah. They're going to be an active force coming now and, 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 you know, be heroes of the people, especially with that, that shot with Wonder Woman, um, coming out and talking. You see her talking with, with the public after, you know, she's caught bank robbers or whatever it was. Like this whole movie could be summed up as in these dark times, heroes will rise and come out into the light yeah. to show Which, you. You know, we kid around, but, but the DC heroes are, you know, versus the Marvel stuff, the Marvel were always more grounded, and, and the DC heroes were more godlike. Um, and I think that's that's what they did right. And that, that's exactly how they should do it. They don't need to be the dark Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, super spies, and all oh, the world is against us, and the government's going to shut us down. No, these are the super, is the Justice League, the super yes. friends. Like, they should be... The smiling public figures, right? On you know that, that we call the, we call our heroes to help us save the day, not the uh, we can't trust the people in power. Which that that's these other couple movies have yeah. been like, oh, uh, clearly Luth- did not you know, work. <laughs> Luther doesn't trust him, but he's the villain. Like everyone right. else should. Another Easter egg was when we got to see Luther at the end. Um, All right, so did everyone stick around in your theaters? I did not. 
I stayed oh, for you, the oh. Superman versus Flash. Oh, clip. And he left. Like, and then, but not that he really had, had a big Coke. Oh, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the DC see, I movies left. haven't been doing bonus scenes. Right. But see, I left where, because uh, I missed that scene you guys were talking earlier about when Bruce meets the Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, all right, I've already seen this preview, so that's when I went up to use Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like half the theater got up and left. The minute the credit started. Yeah. So then half of them got up and left after the race scene. I was like, I am not leaving until I see this screen go blank. <laughs> so we're waiting, 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 waiting. The credits are almost over, and like three more people got up and leave. I was like, you waited all this time. Why are you going now? <laughs> I have so to check my we, phone. We get to the end, and I had been spoiled. Are you serious? I was not happy at all. Aww. Which... We knew Deathstroke had been cast. Yeah. Right. I know we talked about it on the podcast, but I had forgotten about it, or I thought maybe you know, he's in the Batman movie coming up. Mm-hmm. I, just, I hadn't even thought about it. But one of my Facebook friends, a young woman, thirstier than Lois Lane, has been <laughs> posting about Jason Momoa for months. And he's shot from behind the scenes, like, oh, look at Jason today, he's been working out. Like, in love with Jason Momoa. So she apparently saw it, you know, Friday night or whatever. So on Saturday, she posts a picture of Joe Manganiello. Is that his yeah. name? Mm-hmm. But she didn't just post a picture of him. And because uh, I saw it, and then I hurried past it because yeah. she spoiled it. So I went back the next day. I'm like, did she post a link to something, or did she just put? No, she posted two separate pictures: one of the actor and one of a cartoon picture of Deathstroke. Yeah. She went out of her way. Wow. To put Deathstroke on her Facebook feed, and she apparently loves this guy too. It's like <gasps> Jason and Joe in the same movie. My heart's a flutter. Blah blah blah. I'm like, are you kidding me? You put that on your feed, and then I thought, okay, well maybe you know it's like an opening shot, like Suicide Squad. It's Batman mm-hmm. beats up yeah. Deathstroke at the beginning, and then when that didn't happen, I knew he would have to be something at the end. So I was not happy to have that. Spo- you know, not the end of the world, but it was just like not cool. Yeah. Did so you, then, did you catch the boat they're on? Uh, wait, yeah. What did it say? I can't remember what it said. That looks almost identical to the boat he's on in Superman Returns. Yeah, uh, no, I've forgotten that movie yeah. completely. Yeah. Oh, you people! But he walks up onto the boat, and both my nephews go, <gasps> "Slade." <laughs> how how do kids know who Slade is? Because Teen Titans. Teen Titans? Yeah. Okay, they, they call him. Able, yeah, they didn't want to use the the name Deathstroke. Okay, so Arrow. he was always Slade. Because I know they don't watch Arrow. I know they haven't yeah. read a lot of comics. I'm like, how do they know this character? Yeah, it's like it's the cool old, they do, yeah. but yeah, okay, it's the old Titans cartoon. No, we're both in unison with <laughs> Slade. I was shocked how comic accurate he was. Like when he took the mask off, and mm-hmm. and he looks like the. Um, Arkham Asylum video game series, like, that Deathstroke to me is what he looks like. But. And then one dude to the left of me in my row goes, well, I didn't like the movie, but that scene was awesome. Because <laughs> I had to tell everyone, he, 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 he was a, you know, he agreed with the internet that everything yeah. sucked, but that was cool. So, how many, uh, anything else? What's the reference? Okay, okay. How many booyahs, to Michael? <laughs> Let, let's wrap it up as, what was your... Can you think of a scene that you hated the most? Oh, gotta end on negatives? No, we're doing both. Oh. Um, any part where the flash ran. It looked weird. There was one scene where like towards the, actually towards the end, he looked like he was ice skating. (laughs) Yeah. 
But I like the effects a lot. Yeah. Especially, we watch the show every week, and the, yeah. the effects are a little cheap. Yeah. But, like, I really love the look of the Speed Force and what mm-hmm. he was able to do. Blue and But, yeah, yellow. his physicality... He's yeah. an awkward bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hashtag awkward bird. <laughs> so, yeah, that was mine. Just anything with the Flash running. Uh, negative... Again, just the villain without much of a personality and him being so powerful that no one can stop him, but we just happen to at the very end, you know. And then we'll have to bring Darkseid in and he'll be more powerful than anybody. So I just, oh. I heard the cut, the, the, the cut footage yeah. has more about his, you know, trying to please Darkseid and how he's a failure and he can't go back to Apocalypse until he does. Like, you apparently mm-hmm. get more. Okay. But they, they had to excise a lot of that for, yeah. for running time. Yeah, and they've noted also, or at least that's the big thing going around the internet right now, is there were a lot of cut Aquaman scenes. So, Michael, what didn't you like? If you don't have one, I'll give you one. Well, he's thinking... Why does every vehicle, new vehicle Batman has, why is it called something besides a bat whatever? The flying fox, the, mm. the spider thing, cyborg was, takes that over. That was what I thought. I was like, what is, what? I thought that was hilarious. I was like, of course you're gonna have one scene with a big giant freaking spider yes. in it. What? Um. I can't think of anything that I You brought this up. <laughs> I know. Well, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. All right, then. What was, your, what was your favorite? Well, I guess if there's anything that I disliked about, like, my, and this is just very slight, is the introduction of Aquaman back into the group or whatever of the water rushing in and mm-hmm. he just happens to show up. Like, that to me mm-hmm. seemed slightly forced. I guess that'll be my worst. What about the look of Steppenwolf? I was okay with it. It yeah. like to me, he looked like dark side light. I didn't like his look, but I didn't feel he was. I didn't think the CGI was as bad as what everyone said. I didn't either. I didn't feel it was as clunky as everybody made it out to be online. Yeah. So. And well, we had that other thing. Superman was the same way. You knew he was coming in at the last minute to yeah. save everybody. There yeah. was. There's no real way to not telegraph that. We all knew it was coming, but. I wish there would have been some way to have it more of a moment than a when's Superman going to get here and say yes. I really thought Green Lantern was going to show up in that movie I at some too. point. I really thought that was. It's like especially it's, after that scene we talked about where they introdu- introduced the Green Lantern Corps, and I was like, yeah, and then the ring sure zips, the ring zips away, right? And has so my thought of oh, the, we've, we we show it has to pass on to somebody else. Yep. Like who's going to get it next? And hasn't part of the marketing always been unite the seven? It was originally, and they changed it. Okay, to six. Because I keep going, like, throughout the whole movie, I'm going, I'm like, count, I'm like, okay, there's five, okay, there's six now. Or is, is Alfred the seventh one? I mean. <laughs> I'm waiting on Aquaman, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your big, you loved? I, I, I think the very first scene of the kids talking to Superman, like, that mm-hmm. just brought that, the kids, the Superman, all like, your all your soft spots. <laughs> I was a little kid again. I, I will forever love that scene. That and when Martha gets out of the truck and embraces him. Like that just oh, right there. For me, it was just the relentless warrior that is Wonder Woman. 
is what made that movie for me. Um, I feel like they are making her out to be everything she should have always been. I did love when she heart punched Spruce. <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap this up, oh, Jordan, did get, oh, Jordan. <laughs> get one. I like Wonder Woman too. <laughs> no, well, Jordan, I what's your favorite scene? We've had three movies now with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for that. Okay, who's gonna mess it up? And that she, every scene she's in, yeah, is just magnetic. Yeah. The personality, the action, the way she carries herself, just she's the best part of this whole universe. And I hope they do not forget that. Right. And they keep it up. My favorite, I, I loved him sitting on the lasso. As not enjoy, as not loving this portrayal of Aquaman, getting that little hint that oh, there's a little bit more yeah. underneath. But I think my favorite moment was when Superman's eye moves and looks at the Flash. That was good because, like, yeah. you know, you know Barry's not Barry's face. Yeah, Barry's not ready for this, yeah. and you know Superman could stop yeah. him, and you're yeah. just like. He's gonna do something, and you just, just the eye moves just ever so slightly, and you're like, uh oh, it's coming down. I would have liked when he was getting, this movie brought to you by Mercedes, um, when they were getting into Bruce, Mercedes, Bruce and Barry, like, he should have super sped, like, eating that pizza, like, not getting in the car and still eating it, like, he should have just, like, <laughs> he's like, don't get grease on the car, he's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> alright, so it is now the end of 2017. What a better way to end it. And how many comics? We've had oh my. Wonder Woman, we've had Justice League, we've had uh, Thor, and yeah. we've had Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Just gonna, this year. So we got one more where do coming we up them? next month. That was the end of the year. What? What's December? What? Star Wars? Yeah. Well, I'm talking well, comic movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, guys, I'm sorry, but this so is of it. Those, of those this four, that's your number one? This is it. Guardians, Thor... Justice League and what? Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. And there's cool. probably another. I, there's been so many. I'm probably yeah. forgetting something. But but those are our major. Movies. Those were the great ones. Um, I'll rank them right now: Justice League, Wonder Woman, Guardians, and Thor. That. Well, I would say Wonder Woman. Well, hold on. I was going to agree with you, then <laughs> I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> oh gosh, Wonder Woman. It's a real fight between Guardians and Wonder Woman for me. Um, I would probably say Wonder Woman, Guardians. What were the other two? Justice, Justice League. League and Thor. Don't do it. I would. Right now, I would say probably Justice League then Thor. But I mean, it's really like a. It's like a one A or a one two a three A and a three B. Yeah, I my two favorites are Wonder Woman and Guardians, but I think I've got to put Wonder Woman on top, which automatically makes Guardians number two. And between Justice League and Thor, I didn't love Thor as much as I thought I would. Yeah, and I like Justice League a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> so we were kind of closing yep. in. I I think you know years and years from now when they're on cable, which one would I rather flip over to? I think I would watch Thor over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate to put this one fourth, but. <laughs> Elbow drop. <laughs> to save my Marvel cred, I've got to put Justice League four. But Wonder Woman's number one. But DC printing in the right direction. I feel. Yes, and hopefully they are staying off of social media right now. <laughs> you can never make anyone happy. 
So do we. Hashtags? I got a couple hashtag antidotes. <laughs> Some of our hilarious antidotes. <laughs> hashtag Turkish bath or hashtag awkward bird. And I only I can only add one, which was hashtag thirstier than Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike will make the call. I'm good with either candidates or awkward birds. Aquaman and awkward birds. <laughs> That's fun. Awkward bird. So if you want to share this with your friends who hated the movie. And you say, no, these guys didn't hate If you think, I'm the only one who liked it. Well, we got your back. We enjoyed it as well. So share it to all your friends who hated it. And maybe they'll learn something. How to have joy in your life once again. And help our download numbers. Yeah, and help our download numbers. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Use the hashtag AwkwardBird. And join us next week when hopefully Seth feels better and we get back to some more news and talk about Riverdale. Which We've never gone a whole hour without saying the word Riverdale. crazy. Whoa. Where can they find this, Cliff? www.udownwithkpp.com at the Kapow Podcast on the Twitter. You can find us on Facebook under Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. Well, gentlemen, I too, like Superman, believe in hope and justice. And I am always the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. And I too, like Cyborg, wear a lot of hoodies. And I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I wear a skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.